Hi guys, welcome to the DNA Podcast. We are back and so is the NBA season. It is almost with us. So we're going to do a little preview for you guys. So grab your cup of tea and let's get started boys and girls. We are back. Amen. That's a bit. I am Deepak, and we are the DNA Podcast, and we're back for season two. Season Technically, two. I guess it's season two. We're, you know, it's really season one. A, we had a few trial podcasts last year. We wanted to get your feedback on them, but now we're more excited than ever to bring you content every single week. Amit, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I just want to give a shout out to all of our supporters. We got great feedback, good and bad, but. You know, we take it and we apply it. And so here we are today trying to do what we do best. Let's do this. Exactly. And as the preseason is over and the NBA season is with us in only a matter of a couple of days, Woo. let me tell you what we're going to do this year. We're going to bring you a podcast every single week, keeping you current with what's happened in the NBA during the week, what players stood out, what games were the best, what we looked at, just funny things that happened, every, everything. And then maybe even give you a couple – added topics here and there like we did last year mm-hmm. everything just to keep talking about the nba which is we what we do best as nba fans but first why don't you tell us about our logo oh my goodness so if you guys haven't noticed we have a new logo we are rebranded we are now legit and that is all because of our friend william who we've known forever he is the nicest kid you'll ever meet and oh my god he is so talented all the hard work that he put into it, uh, the dedication that he showed, um, it's all his doing. Um, he, he committed his own time and effort, and we really appreciate it. And before we, want, we, we wanted to sh- give him a shout-out before we start the show. Definitely big, big shout-out to William. I think it looks amazing. Not already a couple of people have told me how, how, how much they like the logo, which is great. So yeah. Yeah. big props to him for doing that for us. I think it looks great. He did it right. You did it right. So why don't you tell us what we're trying to do today? Okay, so what we're trying to do is not give you the typical NBA prediction or forecast that we have that everyone else is doing. Because there's hundreds of podcasts that you can listen to and read articles from. But we wanted to do something different. So we dived into it and we selected one team each who we're excited to watch. Um, one player each who we're very excited to watch. And one random thing that's going on in the league that we want to happen or that we're excited about. And we want to look forward to the storyline that it develops. So that's that's what we're trying to do today. And uh, hopefully you enjoy the show and hopefully it keeps you entertained. All right, why don't we just get into it? All right, so why don't we start with you? Uh, what team are you excited about watching after this offseason? So there's obviously a few teams that are exciting out there, and I think on top of everyone's list are, is the Minnesota Timberwolves. But that's not who I picked. I picked the Indiana Pacers. Okay. Here's why. Yeah. Uh, it's a combination of uh, a couple of things. First of all, their roster. They have these players that are exciting to watch. They have Paul George who says he's going to be gunning for the MVP trophy. And if that's true, then that means he's going to go out there and try to have the season of his life, which is already exciting in and of itself. Yeah. But added to that, you have great offseason additions. Jeff Teague, great point guard, coming from Atlanta. Great. Thad Young, <laughs> athletic player, can run down the floor. Not a stretch forward, per se, at all, actually, but he's so athletic. 
he will finish at the rim. He will play defense for them. And I think he fits perfectly next to Paul George. He's a fantasy stud. He's a fantasy stud if he can live with, you know, it's a poor free throw shooting or his lack of three-point shooting. But I added to that, Miles Turner, second season, came on strong towards the end of last year after recovering from his injury. He's a very exciting prospect for the future. Al Jefferson, his backup now. Al Jefferson is as good a backup center as you'll get. Uh, You can bring him in off the bench, give him the ball in the post ten times, and he'll score five times and give you double-digit scoring every every single game. So that's exciting. Keep up with the running, though. Yeah, exactly. So that's my second point. Larry Bird fired Frank Vogel because the team played too slow. He wants a faster pace, yeah. and he hired Nate McMillan to do it. So let me give you some numbers, preseason numbers, granted, but they're numbers that already show a change of mentality in that team, a change of coaching style. Mm-hmm. So in this preseason, over six games, I believe, the Indiana Pacers have averaged 107 points a game compared to 102 points per game last year. A five-point increase is already significant. And preseason it's just stats? Oh, hey, preseason stats, but this is a mentality thing, a coaching thing. <laughs> Nate McMillan, is, he's making them run. And like you said, the only person that's probably not excited about that, Al Jefferson, because I, I don't know. He might be 45 years old, and he probably, I don't know, he looks heavy to me, but he's still a good player. <laughs> yeah. Aside from him, though, everyone else, like the players I mentioned, yeah. Paul George in a, running, in a running system, Jeff Teague in a running system, Thad Young, Miles mm-hmm. Turner can run the floor. Do they still have Monte Ellis? They do still have Monte Ellis. That's yeah. a good point. Him in a running system. Do you remember Monte Ellis back when Don Nelson co- coached the Warriors? Yeah. There you go. I mean, if they can get that out of him, yeah, that that's exciting to watch. So a combination of the players and the new coaching style. That's a great that, starting that's a, lineup. That is a great starting lineup. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go through it. Miles Turner is going to start at center. Yeah. You got Thad Young at the four. Yeah. Paul George at the three. Yeah. Monte Ellis and Jeff Teague. That's a very solid lineup. I think they can be top four in the East. I think they might be flying under the radar for a few people. Mm-hmm. And uh, the faster pace is exciting. New coach, the players. And let me tell you, oh, and the pace. The pace they play with already, I had this written down as well. 104 po- uh, possessions per game compared to 99 last year. So there you go. That's already an increase as well. We like the faster pace. We like chaotic basketball. And hopefully the Indiana Pacers give us that this year. Yeah. So that's my team to watch. That's 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 a great pick, and that was actually my pick before you stole it from me. But um, right, of <laughs> I decided to uh, swing coast, so my team is on the west coast, and this team had the best record, or had the third best record in the NBA uh, two seasons ago, and barely made the playoffs last year. And yes, I am talking about the Houston Rockets. Um, last year, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Uh, they had injuries, they had chemistry issues. Their coach got fired 15 games into the season, and their superstar player just came into camp fat, right? Exactly. So, let's just say their coach got fired by the fat superstar. Exactly. So, James yeah. Harden is finally coming into the season in shape. Um, he is counting on this coach that is perfect for him uh, in Mike D'Antoni, who just came on board. And his running gun offense for this Houston Rockets team who loves to shoot threes and get dunks is great. Um, I can see uh, their scoring going up and by the players that they added in the offseason uh, in Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon, who are three-point specialists. Ryan Anderson is one of the best stretch fours in the game, if not the best, uh, now that Chris Bosh is down. Uh, you could definitely see... Uh, the Houston Rockets making a push for home court advantage in the Western Conference. That, that does mean winning 50 games. Um, 
James Harden, his move to the point guard position uh, to make room for Eric Gordon in close, closing now games, uh, it could be seen as wonderful because he is a, such a great passer. He's an underrated passer. Uh, I could definitely see him averaging close to 30 and close to 10 assists. Uh, that's why he's also a fantasy stud for all you fantasy guys out there. Um, yeah, that that's my team, the Houston Rockets. Uh, they barely made the playoffs last year. They got rid of Dwight Howard, and now they're looking into this. This they retooled. They didn't rebuild, uh, and I think that they'll they'll be super exciting to watch. Who doesn't like run and gun offense and barely any defense, right? Exactly. No, I like that pick. Uh, if we're talking strictly excitement wise, I think that's the team that you know whose games can end up very high scoring, 120 to 118, 130 to 125, hopefully and. Obviously, we like we like to root for chaos, and yeah. it doesn't get more chaotic than a team consisting of players like Ryan Anderson, James Harden, Eric Gordon, yeah. and coached by Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> root for chaos. I think that's root for chaos. <laughs> I think that's, that's the theme the of the NBA season now that we have, you know, that team in Oakland or San Francisco that considers uh, themselves they were the best team in the history well, of the NBA yeah. regular season, no. and they added a top three talent. They that team is far and away the best team in the league, but that's why yeah definitely like you said we got to root for chaos, yeah. root for the underdogs. There are 29 of them now. There's 29 <laughs> underdogs in the league, which is uh, you know pretty di- disappointing to an extent. But amongst those underdogs, I think there's a lot of parity. There's a lot of exciting things to watch, and these two teams are two exciting teams that you guys should keep an eye on this season. Definitely, definitely. Okay. So why, why don't we move on, and then why don't you start with the the player you're excited to watch this year? Okay, so the player that I'm excited to watch this year, so I'm going to cheat on this, okay? I know it's great. our first podcast, but uh, I couldn't decide. So mine, mine comes with a little asterisk, my first one. So DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie Cousins from the Sacramento Kings. I'm excited to watch him play um, just because of the fact that I can see him getting traded to a better situation. And I'm only looking forward to his season when he gets traded. Because we know Boogie. He's going to put up numbers. He's going to put up 24, 12, and 3 assists, 2 blocks, whatever. Um, He's a great player. He's a top 5 talent in the NBA if he's put in the right position. So I'm looking forward to him getting traded out of Sacramento, which is an absolutely horrible, horrible place for him to, to be right now. Just because that franchise does not have direction. They keep drafting... Uh, players who are, who don't fit into their system, whatever system that is, um, they have they keep firing their coach. They finally got a good one in Dave Yeager. Hopefully he can he can stick around, but they don't have a starting point guard, and that's such an important position in the league that you can't just ignore it. So I think Boogie gets traded. Uh, my my prediction throwing it out there is i could see him going to the phoenix suns um they have a great great uh, young core and booker and if they can add boogie to that without losing booker i could definitely see demarcus cousins maturing into that leadership role and being in an organization who cares about winning right I so mean, that that's only if he gets traded though if he doesn't get traded honest, and he's in sacramento can i make a point here yeah um I don't think him getting to trade trading to Phoenix is a better situation for him, is it? Phoenix sucks. They're not going to make the playoffs. Phoenix has young talent. Phoenix yeah, is like the Oklahoma City Thunder back in the day. 
No. It's his 10th year in the league. You don't want to go to a rebuilding team. And and then their coach is Earl Watson. Is he even a good coach? We don't even know. Uh, I think I think they can build that quickly, much more so than Sacramento. And I could I could see him I could see him buying into what they what they're doing and being around a player like Devin Booker, even though he's super young, it, I mean that affects it. Uh, and winning games can can just help you. I, I feel I feel strongly about the Phoenix Suns. I think in two to three years, even if they don't get Boogie, I think they'll be very good. Um, but adding Boogie to that mix um, would really help. But that's only if he gets traded. So let me give you the second one. My one A was Boogie. So, so your actual. So who's your pick? <laughs> Joseph Nurkic. From the no, Denver no, no, no. Nuggets. Wait, That's my boy. His name is not Joseph. His name He's is not Joseph. American. His name is Joseph. His Kusuf. name is Joseph. Uh, I doubt it's pronounced like that. But it's Joseph. No, it's probably it's Joseph. It's definitely not Joseph. It's definitely Joseph Nurkic. But okay, whatever. Uh, Nurkic, uh, this 22-year-old guy on the Denver Nuggets, is going to absolutely kill it this season, in my opinion. That team is going to be exciting. Uh, in the preseason, he averaged 15 points 11 rebounds two blocks and 80 percent shooting from the free throw line i think that speaks volumes to his development who was he was not a good free throw shooter last year and if he can come into this season and do well uh for the denver nuggets i could definitely see them being more successful and being one of those under the radar teams um to maybe snatch a playoff spot in the west okay i like that pick uh Nurkic, they have Jokic, they have uh they don't have Toledovich. They should get Toledovich just to fit in line with the name, the <laughs> naming convention, I think. Yeah. Um, they should get Dario, Dario Saric as well. Okay, that, that should be their goal. That's their rebuilding agenda. <laughs> I think that's how you rebuild. I think that's a good strategy. Okay, <laughs> totally. I like that pick. Yeah. So well, what about you? I, what's, what's your I picked player? The guy, yeah, I picked the guy you mentioned a couple of times in Phoenix, and his name is Devin Booker. Oh, and yes. I'm looking at my notes, and I wrote down one word next to his name, and the word is baller. Baller. This guy can play basketball. He can score the ball. He's such a smooth scorer on offense. It's crazy. I I, I have I saw him play a lot last year, actually. Like this guy had me tuning into uh, Phoenix Suns games, a Phoenix Suns team that was awful, so bad. Yeah. Especially after Bledsoe went down. But this guy, I was literally tuning in, tuning in to watch him play. He's got the three-point shot. He's got the mid-range. He's deceivingly athletic and quick. He will get to the rim. He can dunk the ball. He's a good passer. He's a decent passer. He had a he already his career high in assists is already 11. He had that last year, I believe. Okay. And uh, he put up 35 points in the game last year. And this guy can just score. And now the offense is his. Obviously, Bledsoe is still there, but Brandon Knight will come off the bench now. And he's in a situation where you guys, the Phoenix, can just let him grow, give him the ball. Let him take his shots. Let him average 20 points a game this year. Yeah. And I think he's going to be really, really good. And one thing I didn't know about him that I only learned uh, just a couple of days ago while listening to the Ringer podcast is that this guy is cocky and he's arrogant. And he's only, I think, 19 years old right now, which is crazy. And the reason I says that say, say that is because it seems last year there was a game. They were playing in Memphis. And they were, obviously in Memphis, they got good defenders. Matt Barnes, Tony Allen last year. And this guy, Devin Booker, he was just trash-talking the entire game. <laughs> now, that's funny because not only is he just a rookie and his team sucked and he was playing against the playoff team, but this kid, Devin Booker, he looks like he's 15 years old. So you can only imagine this 15-year-old kid going up to Matt Barnes and Tony Allen, trash-talking them while, while they're sitting on the bench or they're guarding him. 
and it's just a recipe for disaster because Matt Barnes will not forgive you. <laughs> he will kill you in the game. He will kill you. <laughs> I could definitely. But the see fact that, that Devin Booker has the guts to do that, I love that about him. Yeah. Uh, now that Kobe retired, I need a new guy to get behind, and uh, this this guy might be it because this guy has it all. He's a scorer. He has to get better on defense. He's arrogant. I think uh, the sky's the limit for this kid, and I think a lot of people think that. We're both all in on that hype train. Definitely, I think a lot of people are, and I think a lot of players in the NBA, veterans, already recognize how good this kid is. He's Dwayne Wade's favorite shooting guard in the league already. Um, Paul, aside from Dwayne Wade himself, man, I'm sure Dwayne Wade likes himself more than Devin Booker. Uh, maybe. Debatable. Maybe Dwayne Wade's old now. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so. Boogie and Nurkic for me and Devin Booker for you. Those are three players that, yeah, they're definitely exciting to watch. Um, apart from, like, the obvious ones that we can we can look into. Um, Special shout-out to, and I don't know if I have to even do this, but Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, yeah. I think we should put him in the Hall of Fame already. That's how good he is. Probably. I mean, that's how good he is. I've seen him doing things already in this preseason. He's a seven-foot. He could play shooting guard. And you, you wouldn't even know. He's so smooth. He's so, he's so smooth. smooth. <laughs> he can play defense out on the perimeter like he's a guard. This guy's the entire, like, the complete package. Minnesota. And, oh, man, as a Lakers fan, like, we were, I mean, obviously, we got D'Angelo Russell, and he's going to be really good, too. But we were that close to getting Carl Anthony Towns, who's this good. <laughs> oh, my God, that just stings a little bit. For sure. But anyway, let's go. Let's keep going. <laughs> okay, so moving on, one thing that you're randomly – uh, thinking about through through watching this new NBA season, uh, one thing that stands out to you that you're looking forward to developing. So it has to be um, this storyline just won't go away. It's obviously, Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, and now everything he says, whether it's directly or indirectly uh, uh, related to Oklahoma City, will be taken out of context. And there's already been a couple jabs here and there in the media between Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant. It's mostly by Durant, though. He needs to shut up. He, yeah, I don't know why he keeps talking, yeah. but it's it's fun because now what my thing that I'm excited about is his first game in Oklahoma City. I think the, I mean, the OKC crowd has always been top three in the NBA. Yeah, they're gonna be to on go. him first second he steps on the court, and this will be up there with uh, when LeBron James went back to Cleveland. Um, to play his first game with Miami. Yeah. That was a raucous crowd. That was pretty insane. And this is going to be up there with that. And with the added element that Oklahoma City is actually a good team. Exactly. The Cavs were not a good team. when The Cavs LeBron were terrible, yeah. So that was a blowout. And LeBron came out and scored like 45 points or something. I don't know. This will be tough. And I, and I would not put it past Steve Kerr and the Warriors to just make that the Kevin Durant game. It's like, KD, go show us what you can do. Yeah. Uh, go put up 35 in OKC. Quiet the crowd down. I think that game's going to be amazing. So that one game is my pick for the miscellaneous thing I'm excited about this year. I see it. I see it. Okay. And mine mine just follows that pretty much because as you as we said earlier on in the podcast, we are rooting for disaster. Right? Um rooting for chaos, absolutely. Rooting for chaos. I I want to see that team that just put in a top 3 talent in the NBA on to a 73 game uh win team i it just makes no sense and draymond green is their cancer in my opinion because of the strauss article i'm all about that um uh, maybe draymond green 
him not getting his stats and that's been that's been happening in the preseason maybe it pisses him off he is one of those guys who loves he watches his box score as the game goes on he had a a riff with the coach Steve Kerr when he took him out in a game in a meaningless game uh last season to just because he wanted to get a triple double and he made him put him back into the game against Philadelphia and just he's a boneheaded player who likes to watch his stats and when he doesn't get those he is very vocal he is the heart and soul of that team uh, so he does talk a lot so maybe his body language may suffer uh, his words uh, will not be tolerated as much because of the team's success and maybe he is that hurdle for them that that makes them not go to that next level and you know what it's very likely that this does not happen but i don't want this team to just dominate the nba like it's it's it makes no sense it, it's not fair it's there's no parity now they're clearly the best team in the nba vegas has them uh winning the championship by a far the odds to winning them a championship everyone is an underdog yeah all 29 teams are underdogs and so just watching that situation not work out would be a great thing for all nba fans not including the golden state warrior fans um so I'm rooting so, yeah, for I think, chaos. Um, I'm rooting for chaos, that, 100%. That's definitely you rooting for chaos and mostly wishful thinking because I think so. Draymond Green is an integral piece of that team, uh, as, as as fiery as he is. They need him to be that way to win. Yeah, and Do I think that's don't? just wish, wishful thinking. I don't I don't think that there's going to be any issue there. I doubt it. I think they're, he they're likes. Be I, like, I think he likes his stats. He's used to his stats and. He's the one player that he, his performance will be affected. I mean, he will not be getting as many shots. He won't be getting as many assists just because there's so much more ball movement now. So let's see what happens. I don't know about I'm, that. Yeah, I don't know about that, to be honest. I'm but let's see. Like, we definitely, we're, we're rooting for chaos. So yeah. uh, with an apology to all Golden State Warriors fans. and uh, They don't deserve an apology. Are you kidding? They're spoiled. <laughs> They're spoiled. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess beautiful now they are. basketball. Yeah, that's, we're definitely not rooting for the Warriors. Definitely not. Uh, so yeah, those are some of the things that we want to focus on and we want you to keep an eye out for uh, in the upcoming NBA season, which is starting very, very soon. Um, that's it for the podcast today. What do you think, Deepak? That's it for us. Uh, thank you again for, uh, to William for our amazing logo. I already heard oh, yes. from a couple of people that do like it as well, and I hope you guys do, because we we are in love with it. So thank you again. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Subscribe on on Stitcher. We'll be on iTunes soon. Uh, we'll be everywhere, and hopefully with your support, we can we can continue to grow this. Definitely, yeah. We're looking forward to the future of this podcast. We're just excited to do it. You know, it's it's something that adds to the week, and we look forward to it every week. Um, so yeah, that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for, for listening. Stay with us. Stay current. Thanks, guys.